The Perot of the Minute by Ernest Dowson. One Act Play Collection 8. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Perot of the Minute. The Characters. Moon Maiden. Read by Beth Thomas. Pierrot, read by Todd. Narrated by Zames Curran. The scene. A glade in the Parc du Petit Trianon. In the center, a Doric temple with steps coming down the stage. On the left, a little cupid on a pedestal. Twilight. Perrault enters with his hands full of lilies. He is burdened with a small basket. He stands gazing at the temple and the statue. Perrault. My journey's end. This surely is the glade which I was promised. I have well obeyed. A clue of lilies was I bid to find, where the green alleys most obscurely wind, where tall oaks darkliest canopy o'erhead, and moss and violet make the softest bed. Where the path ends, and leagues behind me lie the gleaming courts and gardens of Versailles. The lilies streamed before me, green and white. I gathered, following. They led me right, to the bright temple and the sacred grove. This is, in truth, the very shrine of love. He gathers together his flowers, and lays them at the foot of Cupid's statue. Then he goes timidly up the first steps of the temple, and stops. It is so solitary. I grow afraid. Is there no priest here? No devoted maid? Is there no oracle, no voice to speak, interpreting to me the word I seek? A very gentle music of lutes floats out of the temple. Perrault stands back. He shows extreme surprise, and then returns to the foreground, and crouches down in rapt attention until the music ceases. His face grows puzzled and petulant. Too soon, too soon. In that enchanting strain, days yet unlived, I almost lived again. It almost taught me that I most would know. Why am I here? And why am I Pierrot? Absently, he picks up a lily, which has fallen to the ground, and repeats. Why came I here? And why am I Pierrot? That music and the silence both affright. Pierrot can never be a friend of night. I never felt my solitude before. Once safe at home, I will return no more. Yet the commandment of the scroll was plain. While the light lingers, let me read again. He takes a scroll from his bosom and reads. He loves to-night who never loved before. Whoever loved to-night shall love once more. I never loved. I know not what love is. I am so ignorant. But what is this? Reads. Who would adventure to encounter love must rest one night within this hallowed grove. Cast down thy lilies, which have led thee on, before the tender feet of Cupidon. This much is done. The night remains to me. Well, Cupidon, be my security. Here is more writing, but too faint to read. He puzzles for a moment, then casts the scroll down. Hence, vain old parchment. I have learnt thy read. 
he looks round uneasily, starts at his shadow, then discovers his basket with glee. He takes out a flask of wine, pours it into a glass, and drinks. Courage, mon ami. I shall never miss society with such a friend as this. How merrily the rosy bubbles pass across the amber crystal of the glass. I had forgotten you. Methinks this quest can wake no sweeter echo in my breast. Looks round at the statue and starts. Nay, little god, forgive. I did but jest. He fills another glass and pours it upon the statue. This libation, Cupid, take with the lilies at thy feet. Cherish Perrault for their sake. Send him vision strange and sweet while he slumbers at thy feet. Only love kiss him awake. Only love kiss him awake. Slowly falls the darkness. Soft music plays, while Perrault gathers together fern and foliage into a rough couch at the foot of the steps which lead to the Temple d'Amour. He then lies down upon it, having made his prayer. It is night. Pierrot, softly. Music, more music, far away and faint. It is an echo of mine heart's complaint. Why should I be so musical and sad? I wonder why I used to be so glad. In single glee I chased blue butterflies, half butterfly myself, but not so wise, for they were twain, and I was only one. Ah, me, how pitiful to be alone! My brown birds told me much, but in mine ear they never whispered this. I learned it here. The soft wood sounds, the rustling in the breeze, are but the stealthy kisses of the trees. Each flower and fern in this enchanted wood leans to her fellow, and is understood. The eglantine, in loftier station set, stoops down to woo the maidly violet. In gracile pears the very lilies grow. None is companionless, except Pierrot. Music, more music, how its echoes steal upon my senses with unlooked-for wheel. Tired am I, tired, and far from this lone glade seems mine old joy in rout and masquerade. Sleep cometh over me. Now will I prove by Cupid's grace what is this thing called love. Sleeps. There is more music of lutes for an interval, during which a bright radiance, white and cold, streams from the temple upon the face of Perrault. Presently a moon maiden steps out of the temple. She descends and stands over the sleeper. The Lady. Who is this mortal who ventures to-night to woo an immortal? Cold, cold the moon's light, for sleep at this portal, bold lover of night. Fair is the mortal in soft silk and white, who seeks an immortal, ah, lover of night, be warned at the portal, and save thee in flight. She stoops over him. Perrault stirs from his sleep. Perrault, murmuring. Forget not, Cupid. Teach me all thy lore. He loves to-night, who never loved before. Unwitting boy, when, be it soon or late, what Piero ever has escaped his fate? What if I warned him? He might yet evade through the long windings of this verdant glade. Seek his companions in the blither way, which else must be lost as yesterday. So might he still pass some unheeding hours in the sweet company of birds and flowers, 
how fair he is with red lips formed for joy as softly curved as those of venus's boy methinks his eyes beneath their silver sheaves rest tranquilly like lilies under leaves arrayed in innocence what touch of grace reveals the scion of a courtly race well i will warn him though i fear too late what piero ever has escaped his fate but see he stirs new knowledge fires his brain and cupid's vision bids him wake again dione's daughter but how fair he is would it be wrong to rouse him with a kiss she stoops down and kisses him then withdraws into the shadow Poro, rubbing his eyes celestial messenger remain remain or if a vision visit me again what is this light and whither am i come to sleep beneath the stars so far from home rises slowly to his feet stay i remember this is venus's grove and i am hither come to encounter the lady coming forward but veiled love in ecstasy throwing himself at her feet then have i ventured and encountered love not yet rash boy and if thou wouldst be wise return unknowing he is safe who flies never sweet lady will i leave this place until i see the wonder of thy face goddess or naiad lady of this grove made mortal for a night to teach me love unveil thyself although thy beauty be too luminous for my mortality the lady unveiling then foolish boy receive at length thy will now knowest thou the greatness of thine ill now have i lost my heart and gained my goal didst thou not read the warning on the scroll picking up the parchment i read it all as on this quest i fared save where it was illegible and hard alack poor scholar wast thou never taught a little knowledge serveth less than naught hadst thou perused but stay i will explain what was the writing which thou didst disdain reads o petit trianon at night's full noon mortal beware the kisses of the moon whoso seeks her she gathers like a flower he gives a life and only gains an hour perot laughing recklessly bear me away to thine enchanted bower all of my life i venture for an hour take up thy destiny of short delight i am thy lady for a summer's night lift up your vials maidens of my train and work such havoc on this mortal's brain that for a moment he may touch and know immortal things and be full piero white music nymphs violet and eglantine to stir his tired veins like magic wine what visitants across his spirit glance lying on lilies while he watch me dance watch and forget all weary things of earth all memories and cares all joy and mirth while my dance woos him light and rhythmical and weaves his heart into my coronal music more music for his soul's delight love is his lady for a summer's night pierrot reclines and gazes at her while she dances the dance finished she beckons to him he rises dreamily and stands at her side whence came dear queen such magic melody pan made it long ago in arcady i heard it long ago i know not where as i knew thee or ever i came here 
but I forget all things, my name and race, all that I ever knew except thy face. Who art thou, lady? Breathe a name to me that I may tell it like a rosary. Thou whom I sought, dear dryad of the trees, how art thou designate? Art thou heart's ease? Waste not the night in idle questioning, since love departs at dawn's awakening. Nay, thou art right. What wrecks thy name or state, since thou art lovely and compassionate? Play out thy will on me. I am thy lyre. I am to each the face of his desire. I am not Pierrot, but Venus's dove, who craves a refuge on the breast of love. What wouldst thou of the maiden of the moon? Until the cock crow I may grant thy boon. Then, sweet mood maiden, in some magic car, wrought wondrously of many a homeless star, such must attend thy journeys through the skies, drawn by a team of milk-white butterflies, whom with soft voice and music of thy maids thou urgest gently through the heavenly glades. Mount me beside thee, bear me far away from the low regions of the solar day, over the rainbow, up into the moon, where is thy palace and thine opal throne, there on thy bosom. Too ambitious boy, I did but promise thee one hour of joy. This tour thou plannest with a heart so light could hardly be completed in a night. Hast thou no craving less remote than this? Would it be impudent to beg a kiss? I say not that, yet prithee have a care. Often audacity has proved a snare. How wan and pale do moon-kissed roses grow! Dost thou not fear my kisses, Piero? As one who faints upon the Libyan plain, fears the oasis which brings life again. Where far away green palm-trees seem to stand, may be a mirage of the wreathing sand. Nay, dear enchantress, I consider not, save mine own ignorance, which would be taught. Dost thou persist? I do entreat this boon. She bends forward. Their lips meet. She withdraws with a petulant shiver. She utters a peal of clear laughter. <laughs> Why art thou pale, fond lover of the moon? Cold are thy lips. More cold than I can tell. Yet I would hang on them, thy icicle. Cold is thy kiss. More cold than I could dream. Arctus sits, watching the boreal stream. But with its frost such sweetness did conspire That all my veins are filled with running fire. Never I knew that life contained such bliss As the divine completeness of a kiss. Apt scholar, so love's lesson has been taught, Warning, as usual, has gone for naught. Had all my schooling been of this soft kind, To play the truant I were less inclined. Teach me again. I am a sorry dunce. I never knew a task by conning once. Then come with me. Below this pleasant shrine of Venus we will presently recline, until birds' twitters beckon me away to mine own home beyond the Milky Way. I will instruct thee, for I deem as yet of love thou knowest but the alphabet. In its sweet grammar I shall grow most wise, if all its rules be written in thine eyes. The lady sits upon a step of the temple. And Pro leans upon his elbow at her feet, regarding her. Sweet contemplation! How my senses yearn to be thy scholar always, always learn! 
hold not so high from me thy radiant mouth fragrant with all the spices of the south nor turn o sweet thy golden face away for with it goes the light of all my day let me peruse it till i know by rote each line of it like music note by note raise thy long lashes lady smile again these studies profit me taking her hand refrain refrain pierrot with passion i am but studious so do not stir thou art my star i thine astronomer geometry was founded on thy lip kisses her hand this attitude becomes not scholarship thy zeal i praise but prithee not so fast nor leave the rudiments until the last science applied is good but twere a schism to study such before the catechism bear thee more modestly while i submit some easy problems to confirm thy wit in all humility my mind i pit against her problems which would test my wit the lady questioning him from a little book bound deliciously in vellum what is love is it a folly is it mirth or melancholy joys above are there many or not any what is love pierrot entering in a very humble attitude of scholarship if you please a most sweet folly full of mirth and melancholy both of these in its sadness worth all gladness if you please prithee where goes love a-hiding is he long in his abiding anywhere can you bind him when you find him prithee where with spring days love comes and dallies upon the mountains through the valleys lie love's ways then he leaves you and deceives you in spring days thine answers please me tis thy turn to ask to meet thy questioning be now my task since i know thee dear immortal is my heart become a blossom to be worn upon thy bosom when thou turn me from this portal whither shall i hapless mortal seek love out and win again heart of me that thou retain in and out the woods and valleys circling soaring like a swallow love shall flee and thou shalt follow though he stops awhile and dallies never shalt thou stay his malice moon-kissed mortals seek in vain to possess their hearts again tell me lady shall i never rid me of this grievous burden follow love and find his guerdon in no maiden whatsoever wilt thou hold my heart for ever rather would i thine forget in some earthly period thus thy fate whate'er thy will is moonstruck child go seek my traces vainly in all mortal faces in and out among the lilies court each rural amaryllis seek the signet of love's hand in each courtly corisand now verily sweet maid of school i tire these answers are not such as i desire why art thou sad i dare not tell the lady caressingly come say is love all schooling with no time to play though all love's lessons be a holiday yet i will humour thee what wouldst thou play what are the games small mood maids enjoy or is their time all spent in staid employ sedate they are yet games they much enjoy they skip with stars the rainbow is their toy that is too hard for mortals play what then teach me some pastime from the world of men i have it maiden can it soon be taught a simple game i learned it at court i sit by thee 
but prithee not so near that is essential as will soon appear lay here thine hand which cold night dews anoint washing its white now is this to the point prithee forbear such is the game design here is my hand i cover it with mine what must i next they play withdraw it goes too fast they continue playing until pierrot catches her hand pierrot laughing tis done i win my forfeit at the last he tries to embrace her she escapes he chases her around the stage she eludes him thou art not quick enough who hopes to catch a moonbeam must use twice as much dispatch pierrot sitting down sulkingly i grow weary and my heart is sore thou dost not love me i will play no more he buries his face in his hands the lady stands over him what is this petulance tis quick to tell thou hast but mocked me nay i love thee well repeat those words for still within my breast a whisper warns me they are said in jest i jested not at daybreak i must go yet loving thee far better than thou know then by this altar and this sacred shrine take my sworn troth and swear thee wholly mine the gods have wedded mortals long ere this there was enough betrothal in my kiss what need of further oaths that bound not thee peace since i tell thee that it may not be but sit beside me whilst i soothe thy bale with some moon fancy or celestial tale tell me of thee and that dim happy place where lies thine home with maidens of thy race the lady seating herself calm is it yonder very calm the air for mortal's breath is too refined and rare hard by a green lagoon our palace rears its dome of agate through a myriad years a hundred chambers its bright walls enthrone each one carved strangely from a precious stone within the fairest clad in purity our mother dwelleth immemorially moon calm moon pale with moonstones on her gown the floor she treads with little pearls is sown she sits upon a throne of amethysts and orders mortal fortunes as she lists i and my sisters all around her stand and when she speaks accomplish her demand methought grim clotho and her sisters twain with shrivelled fingers spun this web of bane theirs and my mother's realm is far apart hers is the lustrous kingdom of the heart and dreamers all and all who sing and love her power acknowledge and her rule approve me even me she has led into this grove yea thou art one of hers but ere this night often i watched my sisters take their flight down heaven's stairway of the clustered stars to gaze on mortals through their lattice bars and some in sleep they woo with dreams of bliss too shadowy to tell and some they kiss but all to whom they come my sisters say forthwith forget all joyance of the day forget their laughter and forget their tears and dream away with singing all their years moon lovers always she sighs why art sad sweet moon laughing for this my story grant me now a boon i am thy servitor would then i knew more of the earth what men and women do i will explain let brevity attend thy wit for night approaches to its end once was i a page at court so trust in me that's the first lesson of society society i mean the very best party thou would not hear about the rest i know it not 
but am a petit maître at Routen Festival and Bausch and Petra. But since examples be instructions ease, let's play the thing. Now, madam, if you please. He helps her to rise and leads her forward. Then he kisses her hand, bowing over it with a very courtly air. What am I, then? A most divine marquise. Perhaps that attitude hath too much ease. Passes her. Ah, that is better. To complete the plan, nothing is necessary save a fan. Cool is the night. What needs it? Madam, pray, reflect. It is essential to our play. The lady, taking a lily. Here is my fan. So, use it with intent. The deadliest arm in beauty's armament. What do we next? We talk. But what about? We quiz the company and praise the rout. Our polished, petulant, malicious sly. Or what you will, so reputations die. Observe the Duchess in Venetian lace with the red eminence. A pretty face. For something tartar sets thy wits to search. She loves the churchman better than the church. Her blush is charming. Would it were her own. Madam is merciless. Is that the tone? The very tone. I swear thou laciest not. Madam was evidently bred at court. Thou speakest glibly. Tis not of thine age. I listened much, as best becomes a page. I like thy court but little. Hush, the queen. Bow, but not low. Thou knowest what I mean. Nay, that I know not. Though she wears a crown, tis from the pompadour one fears a frown. Thou art a child. Thy malice is a game. A most sweet pastime. Scandal is its name. Enough. It wearies me. Then, rare Marquise, desert the crowd to wander through the trees. He bows low, and she curtsies. They move round the stage. When they pass before the statue, he seizes her hand and falls on his knee. What wouldst thou now? Ah, prithee, what? Save thee. Was this included in thy comedy? Ah, mock me not. In vain with quirk and jest I strive to quench the passion in my breast. In vain thy blandishments would make me play. Still I desire far more than I can say. My knowledge halts. Ah, sweet, be piteous. Instruct me still while time remains to us. Be what thou wist, goddess, moon-maid, marquise, so that I gather from thy lips heart's ease. Nay, I implore thee, think thee how time flies. Hush, I beseech thee, even now night dies. Night, day are one to me for thy soft sake. He entreats her with imploring gestures. She hesitates, then puts her finger on her lip, hushing him. It is too late, for hark, the birds awake. The birds awake, it is the voice of day. Farewell, dear youth, they summon me away. The light changes. It grows daylight, and music imitates the twitter of the birds. They stand gazing at the morning. Then Perrault sinks back upon his bed. He covers his face with his hands. The lady, bending over him. Music, my maids, his weary senses steep in soft, untroubled, and oblivious sleep. With mandragore anoint his tired eyes, that they may open on mere memories. Then shall a vision seem his lost delight, with love his lady for a summer's night. Dream thou hast dreamt all this when thou awake, yet still be sorrowful for a dream's sake, 
i leave thee sleeper yea i leave thee now yet take my legacy upon thy brow remember me who was compassionate and open for thee once the ivory gate i come no more thou shalt not see my face when i am gone to mine exalted place yet all thy days are mine dreamer of dreams all silvered over with the moon's pale beams go forth and seek in each fair face in vain to find the image of thy love again all maids are kind to thee yet never one shall hold thy truant heart till day be done whom once the moon has kissed loves long and late and never finds the maid to be his mate farewell dear sleeper follow out thy fate the moon maiden withdraws a song is sung from behind it is full day sleep cast thy canopy over this sleeper's brain dim grow his memory when he awake again love stays a summer night till lights of morning come then takes her winged flight back to her starry home sleep yet thy days are mine love's seal is over thee far though my ways from thine dim though thy memory love stays a summer night till lights of morning come then takes her winged flight back to her starry home when the song is finished the curtain falls upon Perrault sleeping the end of the Perrault of the minute